The West Coast Nationals get a late night extra innings W against the Seattle Mariners. And it was all because of what Lane Thomas did in that 11th inning. And now I've said in the past, the Nationals should start consider trading Lane Thomas, but not so fast anymore. You are locked on Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed with our friends over at Game Time. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day, as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. For the everydayers out there, you know who I am. I'm Ryan Clary, host of the Locked On Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every day. And on today's show, we're going to preview game three of this series as the Nationals have a chance to win two out of the three games here up in the Pacific Northwest. We're going to discuss that, preview this pitching matchup, because it is a nice little pitching matchup in my mind. Second segment, Jackson Rutledge just got promoted to AAA Rochester. Former first-round pick, 17th overall pick back in 2019. A very highly touted prospect at one point earlier on in his career. Now he's really taking a step up, having his best professional season up till this date. We're going to talk about that and what it means for a possible debut in 2023 for Jackson Rutledge. But let's start off with breaking down last night's loss and get into Lane Thomas and really what I think about his trade value or should the Nationals even trade him at all. But we're going to start off with this game. Obviously, you guys know last night's game was an electric one if we're being quite honest. This Nationals team, they showed their scrappiness last night. Plain and simple, the Nationals, they showed how scrappy they were in last night's win. You saw it. This team does not get down and out the way that we have seen over the last year and a half. Since that 2021 trade deadline, the Nationals were a completely different team and organization than we have remembered them being. It was just a low point in this organization. They got down early, down one to nothing in that fourth inning. Then you saw them come back, scratch back, and they continued to climb and climb and climb. It was not one nothing. They got down well early on in that ball game yesterday. But what stood out to me was what happened in this 11th inning and really what happened overall in extra innings as a whole. I know that I've been talking about a lot when it comes to this Nationals bullpen and how it has not been very good. Well, you have Jake Irvin yesterday getting three earned runs in five and two-thirds innings pitch, only five hits in yesterday's game, striking out four, walking two, and really that was a quality start considering what Jake Irvin has given us at some points this season. Jake Irvin did an awesome job of really keeping ourselves in this ball game yesterday, but it wasn't just Jake Irvin because we've talked a lot about this starting rotation and how they've kept us in ball games many, many, many different times this season. It was not about the starting pitching this time. It was about what the bullpen did in yesterday's contest. Mason Thompson came in. He gave up an earned run. He gave up a hit. He walked the batter. Wasn't really his best performance because we've seen a lot from Mason Thompson 
over this month of June. He has been lights out for this Nationals team. He's probably been their best reliever outside of Jordan Weems. We're going to discuss him in just a little bit. Kyle Finnegan comes in, two innings, closes the door, no hits allowed, only one strikeout, but even then, he looked great. You saw the Kyle Finnegan that we saw at the end of last September when he was closing out ball games and really being that reliable option out of the bullpen for this Nats team. Hunter Harvey came in. He looked good as well. But most importantly, Jordan Weems and what this guy has done so far this season. For some people who don't know, Jordan Weems was actually drafted as a catcher back with the Boston Red Sox a few decades ago, you could say, a decade, 10 years ago. He was drafted as a catcher. This guy just started pitching seven years ago. You would never really realize that until you see the progress that he's made throughout his career. Because he's bounced around from team to team. But Jordan Weems has kind of found a home here. He has found a, one, a reliable option out of this bullpen for this national team. And two, his trade value. Jordan Weems and what this guy does. He's got movement on his pitches. He's got different variety of stuff to show. Jordan Weems and what he has done for this Nationals bullpen throughout this last month, not only has he gained the trust of Davey Martinez and this whole staff, Mike Rizzo talked a lot about him this morning on the sports shows. Jordan Weems is now a very reliable option. And in my mind, he's one of the top three arms that we have in this bullpen. Jordan Weems should now be getting these opportunities in close ball games because that's what he proved to me last night. If you weren't aware, if you didn't stay up, he threw three pitches in that 11th inning. The top or bottom of the 11th, he came in through three pitches, or actually, my bad, in the 10th inning yesterday. Three pitches. Bases were loaded. You may ask why. The ghost runner already starts on second. He intentionally walked J.P. Crawford. And then we all know what happened there to load up the bases as well. Walked another guy. This Nationals team, in the past, would not have gotten through that. Because we know what this bullpen has done. If you were to throw out there Hunter Harvey, for example, a month ago, I would have been losing it. Just because of what Hunter Harvey has proven to us over this period of time. But it wasn't just about what the bullpen did yesterday because the bullpen was very good and they were not the ones to really pat in the back and everything. It was the performance of Lane Thomas in that 11th inning because this Nationals team, this Nationals team, I plugged a lot over the course of this season, really, that Lane Thomas could be trade bait for the Washington Nationals. Not anymore. Lane Thomas, I've talked about him. I've wanted to see what we could get for him at this trade deadline. But guess what? He's worked his way out of it up to this point. The What Lane Thomas has done for this Nationals team, he has opened up multiple different avenues for what they could do. Avenue number one, you could stay with him, maybe extend him, and do what you need to do for him. Keep him in the lineup. Because this guy, by far and away, is this team's all-star. And while he did win the MVP last year, it's a little bit tainted considering he had Juan Soto for half the season. And he wasn't amazing last year. This year, he's an all-star. And it's not just because the Nationals have to have at least one all-star. Yeah, that's probably part of it. But when you compare his numbers to a Juan Soto, after that Padres series, 
We all talk about Juan Soto's power and his slugging ability. You know who has a higher slugging percentage than Juan Soto? Lane Thomas did as of that Padres series. Lane Thomas is now in the mix to be one of the better outfielders in the National League, and that is what his numbers dictate. I'm not the one throwing out these opinions. The numbers say that. And if the numbers are saying that, I'm going to say that as well. Lane Thomas deserves to be an outfielder, but most importantly, Lane Thomas has earned himself a spot with the Washington Nationals. At first, I was like, yeah, this guy's, he's going to be here until we get this rebuild in, until we get Robert Hasselup and James Wood and Elijah Green, all these big-time prospects that we have. No, no, no. Those guys are going to have to beat out Lane Thomas now. Lane Thomas is very much so in the mix to be your Nationals right fielder for who knows how long. Just from what he has done up to this point, the Nationals should not explore trading him unless someone is coming in with a crazy big-time offer. Take the call, see what they're offering, see what we could get. You have to. No one is untradeable on this team. No one. But now he has inked himself in pen, in my mind, to be the Nationals' right fielder. Because while you don't really make decisions based on how your prospects are performing, especially your high-caliber ones like a Hassel and a Green and a Wood, we all know that James Wood should be in the majors by September. Elijah Green is struggling down in Fredericksburg, and even then, he's a few years away. We know that. Robert Hassel, struggling big time since he got traded to Washington, D.C. last year. He's still down in double-A, working through it. Lane Thomas has a position for this national team. And oh, by the way, if they decide to add Mr. Dylan Cruz in round one of the draft this year, by next summer, this Nationals outfield will consist of James Wood, Dylan Cruz, and Lane Thomas, three well above average outfielders. Three guys who can hit for power, who can get on base, and can do everything that you really need them to do. Because Dylan Cruz is a five-tool talent. He really is. And James Wood is well on the record of being a five-tool talent. Now, I've always said in the past, technically, Lane Thomas is sort of a five-tool talent as well. This guy can run. This guy can play defense. He's got the arm. He hits for average. He hits for power. He does it all. And that is why Lane Thomas has now inked his way into this Nationals lineup for years to come. Again, you should not be training Lane Thomas. You should not even be considering it unless a team blows you away with an offer. I don't know what that offer would look like, but I guarantee you people are calling Mike Grizzo about Lane Thomas, and he will be fielding calls on it as that is his job. But what Lane Thomas has done can't be said enough how important and how vital he is to this Nationals team and the success that they have had. Because hand up, I've said it in the past. Trade away Lane Thomas. Trade him now. Get the value high. Do what you did with Juan Soto. No, 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 no. This guy is too good at this point. You can't just give away a potential all-star outfielder who could be an even better player on another team. If you believe in your major league development staff, if you believe in what you do, you keep Lane Thomas, and he is part of the building block, as is James Wood, as is C.J. Abrams, as is Luis Garcia and all the rest of the guys who have helped this Nationals team in 2023. Lane Thomas for President 2024.
Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. And the Nationals play the Mariners today at 4.10 Eastern time. You can catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And guys, before we get into really talking about Jackson Rutledge here, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. And guys, Game Time is just the best because when you're buying tickets to your favorite events, it should not be stressful. And Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. My favorite part about this is that you get images of your seats so you get to see the view of wherever you're sitting for whatever venue you would like. Download this Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And now we get back into it as we have to talk about a little bit of a promotion coming up from the minor leagues. 2019 first round pick out of San Jacinto. I forgot the community college name up to this point, but Jackson Rutledge, former first round pick in 2019, six foot eight, a ton of talent, big fastball and a big slider as well. He just got promoted from double A all the way up to triple A. And if you asked me a year ago today, Would Jackson Rutledge, A, be in AAA by this point, I would have said, you're crazy. And B, he would have been relatively very good as a starter. Because I thought, in my mind, they were going to move Rutledge into the bullpen just from one, injuries. We've seen it in the past with him. He has had some injuries pop up, and that is why kind of his development has been stunted a little bit. Because in 2019, he went down to the Florida Complex League. He pitched really well there. Then he got shipped up to Auburn as well. He pitched well there as well. We all know what happened in 2020. It was a wash of a season. 2021, he came back. He struggled. 2022, last year in Fredericksburg, low A, he struggled. That's when I was like, okay, the alarms are sounding a little bit, and we know what the Nationals have done with right-handed pitching prospects who were big-time prospects. Jackson Rutledge was not some nobody prospect coming out of that draft. But he was someone that the Nationals recognized as a top-flight talent, and a lot of MLB scouts and executives across the board believe that. But if you were to ask me a year ago, let me reiterate this. He would not have been where he is now, but he has proven myself and many people wrong. I know Savannah McCann of Baseball America. She's talked very highly about him. And I kind of was like, "Uh, yeah, like he's good. He's got the stuff. I just need to see it. So far this season, he's shown it. He's shown a ton on his development front. Staying healthy, going through consistently, and not getting rocked around. He has not had his boat rocked all season long, and that is something what we saw a lot last year in Fredericksburg. I got to see him multiple times down with the Fred Nats. It wasn't that pretty. You saw a lot of bad outings, a lot of walks. Just the command wasn't there. A lot of different things were up with him. 
Then he skipped high A outright this year. They sent him to double A and something just clicked there. So now he's in triple A and now the door has opened for not only to have him be a September call up. This guy could be starting in the bigs by August, depending on what he does in triple A. And I think without a doubt, you will see Jackson Rutledge in the bigs at least by September. He will be making a start at some point this season for the Nationals. I just don't know when. But it's time to start considering Jackson Rutledge part of this foundation going forward. Because just because this guy has gotten roughed around a little bit, you see a lot of pitching prospects who work through the same struggles as we have here with Washington. But Jackson Rutledge is a little bit of a different prospect than likes of Eric Fetty or name that starting pitcher that we've taken in the back of round one. Seth Romero, very different, very different on that front. Jackson Rutledge has now worked his way into being part of this conversation moving forward for the Washington Nationals. And while a lot of people may just look past that, in 12 starts, you have a 3-1-6 ERA in 68 innings pitch. You've only got five home runs given up. You've struck out around 62. While I like strikeout rates to be a little bit higher than that, admittedly, Jackson Rutledge is still not a name to be playing with. This guy is legit, and he's got the stuff for it. So I know I talked with Eric Bach in the offseason about this as well, a play-by-play guy for the Washington, or not for the Washington Nationals, for the Fredericksburg Nationals, the Fred Nats, and he loved this stuff. He saw it a lot. He was there every day with Jackson Rutledge in last year's season. He saw a lot of great stuff from him. But me, only seeing a few different games, he got rocked around a lot. He was walking a lot of guys. So I still thought he was a work in progress, or I thought the Nationals would transition him into being maybe a closer for this team. You never really know with these guys, especially being six foot eight and all these accolades and all these different things that he can do with a nasty slider, by the way. That's why I was like, Mm, I really want to see what this guy can do out of the bullpen. But what he has shown so far in the upper levels of the minors this year, this guy has proven time and time again now up to this point that he belongs as a starting pitcher in the major leagues. He belongs as a building block for this Washington Nationals. And I think that matters a lot when considering not only Jackson Rutledge, what he hasn't done up to this point, but what he can do. And I think that is what the big picture thought is when it comes to Jackson Rutledge and when it comes to any prospect in general. It's not really about what they have done. Because if it was about what they have done, then you'd draft college guys every single round at every single pick, and you'll see, oh, these guys will develop quickly. They've had results quick. No, it's really not that simple. Because these executives and these GMs don't think about what they have done. They think about what they will do in the future. What kind of stuff does this guy have? Where can we work on it? Does he have the spin rate? Whatever it may take. That's how Mike Rizzo thinks of this. It's not about what they have done. It's always going to be about what they will do and what they could do down the line. And Jackson Rutledge kind of fits that mold. Because a lot of people, including myself, I look at his box scores from the years past, and I'm like, this guy doesn't have it. But obviously, the Nationals stuck through it. They didn't put him in the bullpen. They continue to work on him. And now this year, you see that development. You see that step up, and you see him staying healthy. 
And that is the important factor when talking about really any prospect, but most importantly, Jackson Rutledge in this scenario. Because I got caught up in it. I said, well, look at this guy. Look what he's done. He's got a five ERA, a four ERA, whatever it is. He doesn't have it. But now, this season, the development and the steps that he has taken, not only is it huge for his development, because the Nationals still very much so believe in what he can do, but it also just kind of goes to show you that Mike Rizzo and his development staff down in the minors, they still got their fastball. Because Jackson Rutledge was a big work, and now you're starting to see the results. So he's going to be someone that we're going to be watching very closely down the line here when he goes up and makes his first start in AAA Rochester. That's going to be an exciting one for this Nationals team and the organization. But thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. The Nationals play the Mariners today at 4.10 Eastern time. I'm going to preview that here as you can catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. As we said, we're going to preview this Nationals game as try to get a series win here, fellas. I'll preview that after this. All right, let's preview this Nationals-Mariners game as the Nationals, after a huge win in last night's contest, they have Patrick Corbin on the mound against, you may ask, Logan Gilbert. In my opinion, one of the Mariners' best pitchers. And last year, he was probably their ace of the staff outside of Luis Castillo, who we faced on Monday. Logan Gilbert and what he has done so far this season, his, again, This is kind of the thing with the Mariners. If you check their ERAs, it's not so great. But then you check their whips and really look into the stats and what this guy has done. He's got a 407 ERA on this season, but then you look at his whip, he's got a 102 whip. This guy is not allowing the base runners as what his ERA may say. He has given up the home run ball, but again, this guy is filthy. 89 strikeouts and 86 points. 86 and a third innings this season, a first round pick back in 2018. This guy is an up and comer. And not only is he an up and comer, he's already probably here. He has arrived. He is a very good pitcher. And even then this nationals team could struggle against this big right-handed pitcher, but here's the good news or the bad news. However, you may take this Patrick Corbin is on the bump for your Washington nationals. Here's the good news. I just have a good feeling about Patrick Corbin today. I don't know why, but this is one of those games where you look at it and you're like, ooh, Julio Rodriguez, a right-handed bat, a slider from Patrick Corbin that's hanging up in the zone. He's probably going to crank one to left field, right? I don't know. I don't know why I have this confidence in Patrick Corbin today, especially when you're going up against someone like Logan Gilbert, who the Nationals offense could struggle against. But then again, it's baseball. It could just be another fluky game to where this Nationals team gets lucky and beats a Mariners team who starts really needs to start winning these baseball games because the Astros and the Texas Rangers, they're pulling way out ahead of them. Mariners can't get left in the dust, and this Nationals team, as we saw with the Padres this last weekend, they're not a pushover, even at your own place. In fact, the Nationals play much better on the road this season. And that bolds well for this Nationals team and for this Nationals lineup and for what they want to do. Because while this Nats team 
hasn't been the most consistent as of late. They're still competitive. They're still the scrappy nationals that they were early on in this season. And I still expect for them to get the win. I still expect for Patrick Corbin to go out there and pitch his you-know-what off. Because that's what he owes to everyone. We need to see it from Patrick Corbin. And while I talked about Julio Rodriguez and kind of the issues that could pop up with that, there's even other guys like a T. Oscar Hernandez or their catcher Raleigh, who, by the way, what a bozo that guy was. What a bozo in last night's contest, just going up, trying to get mad at J. Mayor Candelario for thinking Joey Manessis hit a home run. What a clown Cal Raleigh is. Good Lord. Clown is right. Nationals, they got to get a win today. Going up against this Mariners team, it's not going to be an easy one, but I got faith in Patrick Corbin. So I'm going to sprinkle a little money with my friends over on FanDuel. Put five bucks. Nationals run line. You heard it here first. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day on tomorrow's show. It's a day off for the Washington Nationals. We'll talk about everything and more from this series, but the Nats play the Mariners today at 4:10 Eastern Time. You can catch Patrick Corbin and my guy, you know who it is, Lane Thomas, and catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. We'll talk tomorrow. Hopefully, the Nationals can get a win tonight. Go Nats! I'll catch you.